you can't take away a vote from somebody when the vote is illegal under the rule of law. And if we are not a nation that adheres to the Constitution, then we have nothing to stand on. I'm concluding today that given their unique position as the seat of our state government, we are not the appropriate situs for this action today, and I decline to hear it. This is Plausibly Live. I had an opportunity yesterday to do something that was kind of unexpected. Um, I had found out that here in Kitsap County, Washington, we were having a hearing about eight petitioners who had filed a petition with the court to remove Donald Trump from the ballot here in Washington State. Uh, as I mentioned on Bill Mix show on Tuesday, and I was talking to him off the air about it, I, I have no idea why they filed in Kitsap County, which actually turned out to be an issue anyway. But um, I thought, it's going to be at 10.30, going to be tired. I don't even know what's going to happen. Are they even going to, is it even an open court? I don't know what's going to happen. But I decided that I should go. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why. Number one, everything that's happening. Uh, I felt like I needed to be a part of that. I didn't go in there with the delusion that I was going to be asked to speak. Uh, that wasn't going to happen, but I wanted to hear what was said. And I knew it would be something to, to chat about. So after a short nap yesterday morning, I got up, got dressed, and headed over to Port Orchard, which is about 20 minutes south of here if you're looking at a map. It's on the other side of the Sinclair Inlet, which oddly enough was frozen today and yesterday. Uh, this is a view from Port Orchard uh, from about, mm, I don't know, half a mile down the hill from the courthouse, looking across towards Bremerton. Uh, if you could see that really clearly there on the left, you'll see the big hammerhead crane that we're famous for, and that's the Puget Sound Naval Shipyard. And th this photograph doesn't really show it, uh, but the, the water in the foreground is frozen. And so that was a little unusual, but it was it has been very cold here. So I decided that I would head down there and figure out what was going on and see what was going on. And, you know, it was just kind of an interesting thing to me. And I wanted to be part of it, I guess. I don't, at least from a constitutional standpoint, it's something that interests me. When I got to the courthouse, uh, there were protesters out front who were, you know, obviously Trump supporters. Signs, flags, the whole nine yards. When I got inside, the uh, the protesters were still outside. And it was kind of funny because I was going through security to get in. And, of course, I'm explaining to the guy, you know, titanium knee, sorry. Uh, <laughs> he started laughing. He said, so, are you here to get another pass? Are you here to get your passport, too? I started laughing. I said, you're joking, right? Because all of these people are not here to get passports. But we went on inside, and of course, the interest in this had caused it to be moved to a different courtroom than it had originally been scheduled for, which was a very small courtroom. It had been moved to one of the bigger courtrooms. And oddly enough, it had a new judge. 
the judge that was originally supposed to hear the petition was objected to. I'm not sure by whom. So he was um, relieved, and a retired judge was brought in to hear it. And 10 minutes before the thing was supposed to start at 1030, the clerk came out and said, is there is there anybody here who is here to speak for the petitioners? Because there was, like, nobody there and from that side of it. So, of course, they were late because apparently that's how we do things now. And they didn't show up until it was time, a past time, to actually start the whole thing. The idea here was that eight voters from Kitsap County had filed this petition. They filed it in Kitsap County because, as the the lead petitioner said, Frankie Ithaca said, well, most of us live in, in Kitsap County. They concurrently filed the same petition in Thurston County, which is to the south of us. It's where Olympia is, which is, of course, the state capital. The petition itself was fairly simple, fairly straightforward. If you're watching the video, you can see it there. We, as registered voters, the state of Washington, contest Donald J. Trump's ability to appear on the primary ballot or the general election ballot in the state of Washington under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. La, 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 la. Uh, the, they accuse him of uh, supporting the, the insurrection, so forth and so on. And that under Washington state law, we request Donald J. Trump's name be removed from the primary ballot. That's the entirety of the petition. And when the judge finally came in and started asking, you know, started started the whole process. And we're going to, I'm going to do this kind of backwards. I'm going to start with where the judge finished and work back to the beginning. You'll understand why here in a minute. Uh, the judge's first comment was, I, I have some questions for you, petitioners. And his first question was very simply, why did you file this here in Kitsap County? Well, because we're voters from Kitsap County. Right. But you want this to be for the entirety of the state. Well, yeah. So are you going to file in all 39 counties? Because... Kitsap County, what you're saying is you want Kitsap County to decide for the entire state of Washington. And that seems a little far-fetched. <laughs> this kind of caught them a little bit aback. And, uh, you, you know, the, you could start to see the writing on the wall at that point. That was about three to four minutes into the hearing. After that, he asked them uh, about some serve. Who did you serve this to? Because if you go back and you look at the petition, it doesn't say state of it doesn't say who they are petitioning. And all it says is we want him removed from the ballot. Well, who can actually do that? And as it turns out, of course, they hadn't sent this to the Secretary of State's office, they hadn't sent it to the governor's office, they hadn't sent it to anybody that can actually assuming they won, can actually do anything about it. So strike two, I guess, is where that went down. And the judge made it very clear that under the laws of the state of Washington, he never even brought up the Constitution, but under the state of Washington's laws, he didn't feel that Kitsap County was the proper venue. 
that it should be filed in Thurston County, Olympia, the the capital, and let them tangle out who's supposed to, who you're petitioning to, because as far as we read this thing, you're basically petitioning the universe and saying, we want him off the ballot, but you never said who is supposed to actually do this. So the court, the judge, essentially said, I refuse to hear it. This is the wrong jurisdiction. And that quote, which has made the rounds up here, I refuse to hear it. Now, you might think that that would have been received poorly by the by the petitioners, not plaintiffs, but it really wasn't. I think they kind of expected it. Um, so why they filed it here, I don't know. But they did, and there you go. The judge, I found him interesting. I find all judges interesting. Judges are remarkable to me because they're just people. They put on their pants the same way you and I do, but we are asking them to weigh in the balance two positions, which, in all honesty, in some cases, could be equally passionate and equally valid in their understandings of things. I don't think that's the case here, but but they could be. But this judge was interesting in his approach to what was going on. I told you we were working backwards. When he first came into the to the to the courtroom, of course, all rise. Everybody stands, everybody sits, and you get this whole crowd here. That's the judge up there in the, the left-hand corner. And you see the crowd, and then you see the petitioners on the left and the, the other folks on the right. And, of course, there I am in the crowd in the second row because I didn't want to sit in the front row. I could have, but I didn't want to. So I was there. The The issue here was that the judge, as he sat down, his microphone was turned off, and he started talking, and nobody could hear him. Even the people in the front row, even the people at the tables couldn't hear him. And so people were waving their hands at him. And so he finally turns on his microphone, and of course announces, oh, there, test one, two. And of course the, the whole courtroom erupts in applause, which is bizarre to me. But the judge, with some sense of humor, said, just so you know, that is the only outburst I will allow in my courtroom. So so we weren't off to a good start. He made a, 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 I don't want to say it was a big deal, but he wanted people to understand how courtrooms work. And he, several of the crowd, um, I don't know if you can see them in the, in the, or not, but some of the people in the, more towards the middle and back there had brought signs that they held up at various intervals about, you know, don't disenfranchise my vote. In fact, I think it was uh, that lady there on the left, don't disenfranchise my vote, so forth and so on. Um, the judge made it clear, do not hold up signs in my courtroom. You don't need to. They, these, Your sign is not going to help me make my decision, which... I found to be an interesting comment when he made it. I, I understood, but but later on in context, it was like, well, you'd already made up your de- you had already made your decision, so I don't really understand why you cared about that, other than the idea of decorum. And then he said something that really, uh, I'm going to offend you. I, I'm sorry, 
It's not my intention here. But we need to learn some lessons. And lesson number one we need to learn is just because we're the country mice, and going back to my son's second grade here, you know, city mouse, country mouse, just because corporately we're the country mice doesn't mean we should act like it. When we go into a court of law, there are certain behaviors that should not, it should be expected. And if you don't know what those behaviors are, you have, you live in the 21st century. You have the power of the internet right in front of you. Look them up. What are the rules of decorum in the courtroom? Or failing that, and I actually heard a person do this, and I was thought the, the deputy handled it very well. She asked the deputy, what are we supposed to do? Can we talk? Can we do, can we record? Can we, what can we, how are we supposed to behave? And the deputy very carefully walked her through it, told her exactly what to do, how to behave. And she was like, thank you. And it was well done. The judge looked around the courtroom after that uh, comment about, about the signs. And he said this, and I, I, I wrote it down. He actually said, quote, I won't even bring up the issue of hats. I'm just going to let it go today. If you look at the crowd, you'll notice that there are several people wearing hats inside. Now, I am a Navy guy. So, number one, we don't wear covers inside unless there is a specific directive to do so. It is common courtesy to remove your hat when you go inside. I didn't take my hat off. I, I mean, I didn't wear a hat to this hearing because I knew that, and I didn't want to be bothered with it. But there were people who wore hats, and the thing that just blew my mind was when the judge said that, I'm not even going to bring up the issue of hats. I'll just let it go. And it went whoosh, right over their heads. They never, They didn't have a clue that he was talking to them. And you could tell because they just sat there. The bottom line is that courts have to be respected, folks. And just because we're country mice doesn't mean we should behave inappropriately in a court of law. It's to our benefit to behave properly. And it's not that hard to do. Nobody's asking you to dress up in a suit and tie. Nobody's asking you to, you know, speak the king's English. We're asking you to do the things that people have done to show respect throughout history. Don't be disruptive. Don't wear hats. It's not that hard. When it came to the post, uh, after this whole thing was over and said and done with, the petitioners, of course, gave their interview. The place was packed with media. She claims that the impetus for this filing, this petition, was that she heard an interview on the radio with the Secretary of State who explained that nothing could happen vis-a-vis Trump being removed from the ballot until after January 9th. And she made the comment, I wouldn't have known to, what to do without that interview, unquote. Which raises the question, of course, she actually know what to do even with the interview, because based on what came out of this today, yesterday, sorry, and tomorrow, 
it was pretty clear that she didn't actually know what to do anyway. They didn't petition the Secretary of State or the governor. They just wrote a petition to the universe saying, we want him off the ballot. They didn't serve anybody. So the only reason that the Secretary of State had any representation at this hearing yesterday at all was because the court thought, we better call them and say, you might want to be here. That's it. Never received a filing, never received a service, never, nothing. But what she said was, I wouldn't have known what to do without that. Speaking of that person, you know, you go back to this respect thing to the judge. The judge asked her a very pointed question. He said, I want to respect your pronouns. Can you tell me what they are? And her response, I'm not making this up, folks. Her response was, quote, whatever works for you. Not whatever works for you, your honor. Not sir, whatever works for you. Not just whatever works for you. I was embarrassed for both sides of us American people at this hearing. I really was. It's clear that we've lost something in our behavior in a formal scenario like that. But this whole idea that this whole thing was done because I heard an interview on the radio and that gave me what I needed to do led me to what I want to finish up with today. And that's very simply this. I've said this thousands of times. Well, hundreds anyway. And I will say it again. But please listen. If not only other times, this time for certain. Do not take what is said on talk radio by me, by Bill, by Sean, by anybody, as if it's the word of the Lord directly from Mount Sinai. It's not. We make mistakes. We say things wrong. On Bill's show yesterday, I made a huge gaffe talking about the repealing amendment. I called it the 22nd Amendment. Not even, not even the right amendment, Dave. Duh. We, we are human beings. We stumble... And sometimes, you know, because we're speaking and thinking extemporaneously, sometimes things come out wrong. More importantly, just like your pastor, you don't take what they say at face value. You, it's a starting point. Okay, my preacher, my rabbi said this thing. I heard this thing on talk radio. Again, we live in the 21st century. The power of every bit of knowledge of human history is in front of us. And when we don't go and do it, it's like we're just taking one verse of the scriptures completely out of context and applying it to everything, which is, of course, what's happening with this 14.3. Anyway, we're just taking one section and we're applying the context that we want to it without ever reading the whole thing. Please, if I say something to you, I have worked hard to make sure that as far as I'm aware, it's correct. As far as I'm aware, with the exception of misspeaking sometimes, because that happens. I said 22nd Amendment yesterday, and I meant 21st. Sorry. It was the verbal equivalent of a typo. But generally speaking, the information that I try to put out is, generally speaking, correct as I understand it. Now, my understanding might be wrong. That's something you have to acknowledge. There may be information I don't have. We've had that happen where we talked about, you know, the 
The thing with Welcome Park in Philadelphia, we didn't have the information that it had already been pulled back. Didn't change the basics of what we had to say, but, but as a general rule, we weren't up to date. You need to not only take what we say on talk radio and, and hear it, but you need to go verify it. You need to go say, okay, is that true? Sounds like it could be true. I'd like it to be true, but I don't know if it is or not. Take some time to study something. Ask professionals. See, this gal could have gone and actually, there's no way that there's not a pro bono lawyer somewhere who was just itching, chomping at the bit to get his teeth into 14-3 and Trump in Washington State. And had they hired or asked the pro bono attorney to do it, you think the pro bono attorney would have done a better job of filing? And proceed with caution and humility. Don't walk into a courtroom like you're God's gift to mankind and you're there to save us from the evil of the other side. And that applies to both sides, by the way. At the end of the day, the case yesterday was not dismissed. And see, that's the other thing. Facebook, I mean, within seconds of walking out of the courtroom, Facebook is full of the judge threw the case out. People are on the sidewalks cheering. That's not what happened. The judge did not throw out the case. He refused to hear it because the jurisdiction was not correct. The case itself will proceed tomorrow in Thurston County down in Olympia. So after everything that happened yesterday, with doing, doing Bill's show, doing Dave Does History, taking a short nap, getting up, driving to Port Orchard, seeing that beautiful sight out there in the water, and then, you know, sitting through the hearing and then coming back. After all of that, we're right back where we started again, because now the court in Thurston's going to hear it, and who knows what they'll do. Maybe they'll decide that this petition is improperly filed and dismiss it on that basis. Maybe they'll decide they don't have jurisdiction. Maybe, maybe they'll decide for the petitioners and say Trump has to come off the bat. We don't know, and we won't know until Thursday afternoon. But I do know this. I sure hope that people start realizing that there are some things you have to treat with formality because if you don't, you're being disrespectful. And for God's sakes, if I accomplish nothing else with this, everyone within the sound of my voice, everyone who hears this, everyone who reads this, everyone who sees this, for the love of God, when you go into a courtroom, take your hat off.